Amen. On this Scottish Heritage Sunday, I want to do a little bragging. I want to brag to you about this Christian tradition, this path of following Jesus that we call Presbyterian. A fellow prayed, So far today, O God, I've done pretty well. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy or grumpy. I've not taken the Lord's name in vain. I've not gossiped or been envious. But in a few minutes, I'm going to get out of bed. (laughs) And from then on, I will really need your help. A very Presbyterian prayer, an awareness that daily we lean upon the everlasting arms and call on God for our help. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Let me give you the quick Wikipedia version of how we have a Scottish heritage in the Presbyterian Church. Scotland, that little country to the north of England, that burr under the saddle of the British for many, many generations, was in great turmoil in the 1600s as all of Europe began to vie back and forth between the Catholic Church and these new groups that were breaking out, Martin Luther having started a reformation over in Germany, it spread to France and to Switzerland. There was a fellow in Scotland named John Knox, a leader among the Scottish people, a troublemaker for the Catholic crown, and he got run out of Dodge. He had to leave the country for fear of his life, and he ended up in Switzerland, in Geneva, studying with a Bible scholar named John Calvin. Calvin, the founder of this way that we call Presbyterian, There he spent a few years learning about this way of being followers of Jesus where the study of scripture is the cornerstone of our understanding of who God is, where lay people and clergy are equal in the sight of God, where the congregation elects shepherds for the flock, elders and deacons from the congregation where the Pope is no longer in charge of the keys to heaven, but each one of us is to approach with our hearts the way of Jesus and to become disciples of the Christ. The Presbyterians prospered in Scotland for a while, and then with civil wars and famine, many of them got on boats and came to these colonies, They landed in New York and in Pennsylvania. Others landed in Charleston, South Carolina and spread through the Carolinas. And today in both Pennsylvania and the Carolinas, there are many more than 200-year-old Presbyterian congregations. Wherever the Presbyterians went, they founded churches and immediately founded schools and colleges. Because it was there way that everyone should learn to read and write, that everyone should learn to use the mind that God had given them, especially in the study of Scripture. 
part of my bragging includes the fact that there are many different denominations in this country now and many different seminaries, but in all of those seminaries, when you go to the Bible class, they read the books that the Presbyterians have written. In the 1750s, a fellow named Samuel Davies came to this colony of Virginia and he got permission from the governor and the Church of England to found a Presbyterian church, the Pole Green Church, just north of Richmond. And so we have been in this place since before the founding of these United States, a way of following Jesus called Presbyterian. Now one of the central themes of this way of following Jesus is that God is the center of all of this. That this is about God. We are not the center of the story. Not our sin, not our plans, not our desires are the center of the story. The story is about God and what God intends to do in the world. God has plans, and so God calls people to be a part of those plans. We are saved to serve the purposes of God. God's grace is upon us that we may be a part of what God intends for the church, and for the community, and for the world that God loves. We are the church, but the church is not about us. From his fullness we have received grace upon grace. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't think this up. We didn't invent this. We didn't say, wouldn't it be a great idea to get together on a Sunday morning and sing some nice hymns and read from a good book and be nice to each other? God has called us together to be a part of this group we call the church. Because of what God wants to do in the world. And by grace we are drawn in. And by grace we are held up. And by grace we are led forward. And so the Presbyterian way is a way of gratitude. It is a way of thankfulness. It invites us to live in such a way that day by day we say thank you to God. And ask God how we may serve something good in God's plan that day. There are other ways to tell the Christian story. There are indeed other parts of scripture. There is a way that plays a lot on human fear. It shows up in the revivalist tradition in this country. In that preaching, the preaching is all about what sinners you people are, how much trouble you are in, how the wrath of God is hanging over you, sinners in the hands of an angry God, the story of the Puritan preacher talking about God holding people like spiders over a fire. The way of fear says you better get out of all of that trouble and get in the lifeboat. You better grab on to Jesus and get saved right now because tomorrow may be too late. But the Presbyterian's way says Jesus grabs on to us. This is not about our ability to hold on for dear life. 
God is mercy within mercy within mercy. There is God's wrath about sin. But then there is this incredible mystery that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So that day by day we may lean upon the everlasting arms. We do not spend a lot of time talking about sin, though apparently we're going to change that in Lent when we talk about the seven deadly sins. Sin is a boring story. Sin is all around us. We want to talk about the goodness of God and the welcome of Jesus Christ and the love that will not let us go. Yes, we start with a brief prayer of confession and worship. This is simply a reminder that we're not here to do God a favor. And so we admit our need in the worship service. And then we have this grand moment when we say, friends, believe the good news in Jesus Christ. We are forgiven. From his fullness we have received grace upon grace. We love to study the scripture because in the scriptures we learn more about the mysterious plan of God and the work that God has for all of us to do in the world that God loves. Now one of the things that we have from our Scottish heritage is a certain brand of stubbornness. Presbyterians are not people who are in a rush to do anything. We are more the tortoise than we are the hare. Before we decide to do something, we study it and we think about it and we talk about it and we go through some committees and we go through some session meetings. But once we latch on to something as the call of God, we don't let go. I received a letter this week from the foundation that supports the Foreman Christian College in Lahore, Pakistan. In 1864, Presbyterian missionaries founded this school, this college, this place of higher education. And now for more than 150 years it has survived revolutions and partitions. It began in India, now it is in Islamic Pakistan. And it is open. And people of all religious traditions are in the classrooms together And women as well as men are in this place of higher education because the Presbyterians refused to pack up and go home. Mark Twain once said, I would rather face a thousand armed men than one Presbyterian who thinks he's doing the will of God. (laughs) We don't rush in, but once we get there, we stay because God is faithful. Grace upon grace carries us because the life of gratitude looks for an opportunity to say thank you to God by showing God's love to others. This is not just the story of the church. It is the story of God's work in the world. We are saved to serve and by God's goodness called to be a part of the good story of Christ's work among us. I am glad that you are here today in this Presbyterian worship service. Thanks be to God.